Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm a 20-year-old from California. I'm a loan officer by day, podcaster on the weekends. I started this podcast back in April when I got furloughed from my job for about three months. And I was like, okay, I could sit on the couch and wait for my job to come back. Or I can go and start the podcast I've always been wanting to start, but been too scared to hit the record button for So I decided to go with the second option and it wasn't easy at first. It was very uncomfortable. I remember shaking before my first interview and thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to ask her? What if this doesn't go well? But I'm so incredibly happy that I just hit record. Even though I wasn't ready, I just said fuck it and hit record. And I think we can all use a little more of that in our life versus trying to overthink it and trying to plan it and make sure it's perfect. Just saying fuck it and starting it anyways. So that's kind of been my theory for the past year or so. And I'm so glad that I've just fully stepped into that theory. I've interviewed over 100 people since April. It's been incredible. And I've interviewed so many people from like singers to celebrity stylists to real estate investors to therapists to so many incredible people. (laughs) So many. It's just so many stories that I feel like I take away something from every person. And I can't really pick favorite ones because I really love them all. But I am so glad that I get to do this. And I'm so glad that I get to share these conversations with you guys. And my goal with a podcast is to let you know that we all go through shit shows. We all go through crazy moments and go through all these moments of why is this happening to me? What am I meant to learn from this? And to really inspire you guys to get out of your own way and just do whatever it is you want to do. And I really hope these conversations resonate with you. I would really love to connect with you on Instagram. My Instagram's the shit show of my 20s. And I would love for you to leave a review on Apple and just give me some feedback. Feel free to send me a message about any episodes you would love to hear. Today's guest is Simona Nicole. I love chatting with her. She's an intuitive life coach and the host of Happiness Happens. We go into her journey, what inspired her to start coaching, what started her personal development journey, and what does she notice with all the women that she works with? What does she notice tends to come up for us? And then we go into what inspired her to start her podcast, Happiness Happens, her tips for being happier. She also recently made the leap of quitting her job and doing coaching full-time. We go into that. We go into what she's looking to take from her 20s and bring into her 30s with her, how she met her partner, and advice for if you have a partner who's being negative and who's stuck in negative stories, how to help them through it, and so much more. So let's get started. So thank you so much, Simona, for joining me today really looking forward to getting to know you. I'm so excited to be here today, Sophia. This is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. And I'd love for you to give us like some background. Like tell me what have your 20s been like so far? Oh my God. So my 20s have been a wild ride. Um, I'm actually heading into the last of my 20s. I'm going to be 29 in a couple weeks. And I have like so many different thoughts about this. I mean, my 20s really started out, I mean, I was in school and I was bartending and my 20s have been like a massive year of like a year. Oh my God, no, a mass, massive nine years of like insane growth. I feel like it's been a crazy journey from like trying to figure out who I am and what I want out of life to actually being at a point of knowing who I am and knowing what I want out of life. It's been also like a massive journey of just like growing in terms of like 
when you're younger, when I was younger, I was always like scared to say how I really felt or like be honest about what I really wanted. You know, I worked jobs and did things that I didn't necessarily care to do to please other people. And then as I've gotten older, I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm tired of pleasing other people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's at some point in your life, it comes a time of like, it's time to do something for, for you. So I don't know, I get off topic when I talk, so I'll just apologize in advance, but my twenties have been a whirlwind, like an actual massive journey. I, you know, was single. I was in college. I was bartending. I moved out on my own for the first time. I moved into the city. I lived there for three years. I had roommates, met my now fiance. We've been together for six and a half years and we moved in together. We had a dog. We put, we put down our dog. I mean, we've like, we've moved. We, you know, I started a business. He started a business. I started a podcast, you know, all this stuff. He went to school, like just wild. And now we bought a house and now we're just in this, this, this sort of end of 2020 and starting massive new chapters. It's crazy. It's crazy. And what's something you really want to take away from your twenties and bring into your thirties? That's a really good question. Something that I really want to take away from my twenties and bring into my thirties. I really want to take away how powerful it is to stand in my own truth and what I actually want. And I want to bring that into my thirties and really bring that that like fire and that non-negotiable, like, like, this is what I want. And that's the way it's going to be. Like, you don't have to sacrifice for your dreams. Like you don't have to sacrifice for anything that you want in life. Like you don't have to, and I shouldn't say you don't have to sacrifice because yes, well, we always have to make sacrifices, but you don't have to play small in your life because you get to have all the things that you want. And, you know, that took me a long time to learn. And so I feel like if I take that and continue that into my thirties, like it's going to be, it's going to be a powerful decade. Well, I have to have this conversation around turning 40. I don't know. (laughs) And what was like the catalyst moment for you? Like what started your personal development? Oh my gosh. Okay. This is kind of like a long story. Can I share? Okay. Um, so I think I was probably about 26 or yeah, I was like 26. And I woke up one day and it was the summertime and I was so like miserable. I I hated everything in my life. I hated the way that I looked. I hated everything that I stood for. I hated how I was gossipy. I hated how I was just like shitty to people. I hated that I was, you know, just so many things. Like I just did not like the reflection in the mirror. I didn't like the way that I looked. I didn't like the way that I sounded. I didn't like the things that came out of my mouth. I didn't like how I treated people, nothing. But on the outside, I had this persona of like someone who was like really, really happy and like who had it all together and who, you know, was like a really nice person. And I'm not saying that I wasn't, I was not a nice person because I was a nice person, but I think I'm nicer now. But you know, there was all of that. And then I, so I woke up one day and I had just been like complaining after complaining after complaining. And finally my fiance looked at me and he goes, okay, he's like, are you ever going to do something about this? He's like, you're so unhappy. Like, are you ever going to do something about this? He's like, you either take action and you do something or you just don't. And you stop talking about it. He's like, cause I don't want to hear it anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right then. And I was like, that's rude. But then I was like, okay, no, but you have a point here. 
So from there, I started trying to figure out like, what is my purpose in this world? Like, what is my purpose in being here? Why am I here? What am I doing here? And where do I need to go next? And so I actually, I started like researching. I was looking for a life coach and I was like, Hey, like life coach to help me find my purpose, life coach to help me do all this stuff. I ended up stumbling upon a therapist and I worked with her for like a year. And in that time, we worked together through so many like limiting beliefs that held me back and kept me in this place of like lack for my whole life. Stories that weren't even mine, like stories that other people put on me based off of their own perceptions, based off of their own thoughts and their own feelings and their own experiences. And, you know, we were doing all these sessions together and then we probably worked together for about a year. And in that time I grew so much. I mean, I joined a coaching program. I started my certification to become a life coach and all these different things. And, And it's funny, like looking back now, how all of those pieces kind of fall into place. And then I started my podcast and my podcast is called happiness happens. And the purpose of that podcast was because I always felt like I was so alone in how I was feeling and every single thing that I did, I never felt like I was quite good enough. I never felt like I fit in. I used to have this joke and it was like funny to everyone except for me. But I used to have this joke that like, you know, my sister was my dad's favorite and my brother was my mom's favorite. And there was like nobody left for me. You know what I mean? And so like, it was funny and we would laugh. And, but then the truth of the matter is like, it wasn't that funny because that's actually how I felt. And so when I started doing all of this work, um, on myself and working with my, my, with my therapist at the time, I started to unravel all of these stories and all of these ideas about who I am as a person and what does it mean to be happy and what does it mean to be, you know, living your life and like, what does it mean to, to want all of these different things and like, why, why do I want all of these different things, you know? And then from there, I started my podcast, like I was saying, it's called Happiness Happens. And the purpose and the intention of the show was really because I wanted people to know that they were not alone. So I would go on every single week and I would just share little things that I learned, um, different perspectives and that kind of thing. And I, I ended up starting to, I started to interview people, but the intention was always just to help one person. So I was like thrilled when I, when I first started my podcast and I had 10 downloads, I was like, oh my God, I was like 10 people actually care. I was like, oh my God, 10 people want to listen to what I like, what I have to say. And it was incredible because that podcast has brought me to so many different places that I never would have imagined. But I guess the biggest thing that sparked my, my personal growth journey and my spiritual journey, I would say is that small belief in myself that I deserved to have what it is that I wanted. And I didn't have to feel alone and I didn't have to feel stuck for the rest of my life. That is not a requirement that I could actually go and do and take action towards the things that I want in my life. And that, that, so it is. (laughs) And can you go back to that argument with Mm -hmm. your boyfriend? How do you not take that personally? Or how do you not want to like just argue back with him or like, you know, cause more fire? That's a really good question. And I really think that I didn't want to do that because we had done that so many times before. And honestly, I ego checked myself because it's full of ego. You don't want someone, you don't want to hear that you, your comments are like the things that you say, like bother other people. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to hear that. Like people don't want to hear what you're, how you're feeling because it's valid. Like how you feel is valid. What you think is valid. Right. But when he said that to me, I was like, you know what? You're right. 
I was like, you're right. Like I can't at some point in time, if you really want change in your life, you have to like let go of the victim story. You have to let go of the fact that, you know, you're not always going to be right. And there's going to be things that other people are going to see that you're not going to see. Granted, like, I also think it was like the, the delivery, like the way that he said it, you know what I mean? And it was just like, it was never like to try and make me feel bad. And it was, and delivery is everything. So for whoever is like listening right now, the way that you deliver something to someone, the way that you say something is how they're, it, it can contribute to how they receive it. Right. But I don't know. Like I, when I really think back, like it could have gone either way, but I think I was just at a point in my life where I was just so ready to, to not feel like garbage anymore. Like I was just so ready for something new that like I was even sick of myself. Like I was sick of my own self and my own story. So it's like when he pointed it out, I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? There has to be a reason why you're saying this right now. And I'm just gonna, maybe I need to do something and listen. That was it. And can you go into delivery? Let's say someone has like a similar situation mm-hmm. with their partner and they want to figure out a good way mm-hmm. to deliver it. Hundred percent. Um, I think the biggest thing to always keep in mind, I have two things that I like pretty much live by now. And if I had known this back then, things would have been so different. Always leave people a little better than you found them in regardless of whatever scenario that you're doing, whatever conversation you're having. Um, how do you want people to feel? You know what I mean? Like after you're done speaking, how do you want people to feel? How do you want them to leave that conversation better than you found them? Is it like delivery? It's people literally are doing the best they can with what they have. So when you come from that perspective, when you come from that approach that, you know, you and I might disagree on something, but you are doing the best that you can with what you have, with what you know, with who you are, with what you've lived, you know, everyone is just doing the best that they can. I truly believe that. And I think coming from that lens, if you're in a similar situation, always extending a little bit more kindness to other people and a little bit more compassion and a little bit more, yeah, like understanding that somebody else, you can impact someone's life significantly. It's just the way that you say it and how you say it and the intention behind saying it. Because if you're saying something with the intention of hurting someone, you're going to hurt them. But if you're saying something with the intention of helping someone, you're going to help them. Right. And also remembering that like, not everyone's going to be receptive to what you're saying. And so if you're saying something and you're noticing that it's not going through and you're not driving the point home that you're wanting to drive home, accept that and just be like, Hey, this is not, it's not the time. Like I don't need to continue on and continue on with this conversation. If it's not serving this other person's highest good. Is that into your question? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. And do you guys have any practices you guys do together? Any like rituals? My fiance and I? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really good question. We did for a little bit. So when I was in, when I was in therapy and doing therapy with my uh, therapist, he actually came in for a couple sessions, which was actually really great because I think a lot of the times there's a lot of taboo around going to therapy to begin with. And then second of all, bringing your like significant other in people were like, Oh my God, are you going to couples counseling? Like, Oh my God, you've only been together for like three years. Is everything okay? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I need this to stop. You know what I mean? Oh my God. But so one of the things that we learned in that whole thing was how to communicate with each other because we're both so different. Like I'm very like loud and in your face and he's very like quiet and laid back. You know what I mean? And so we learned that, you know, if I like, I want an answer now and he wants to think about the answer, you know what I mean? 
So one of the things that we did for a really long time was we had these things called like brick conversations. And they were like, we would have these conversations like once a week, we would put like an hour aside and it was like a no judgment zone where we would say like anything to each other that, you know, bothered us that we, you know, that made us upset or whatever. And it's like listening without judging and being fully accepting of what that person is saying to you and completely letting your walls down when you do that. And like the intention of that session is like not to be attacking each other, but more so be listening to each other, which is like most people don't listen to hear, they listen to reply, right? So that was like a huge thing. And I would say now, nothing like in terms of like rituals together, but like we'll go on walks together. And then we'll go on walks and we'll just like leave our phones. Sometimes we'll bring wine and a thing and we'll just go for a walk, like for like, especially during like the thick of like the lockdown back in the, back in March or whatever, April or whatever month it was. That's all we would do. We would just go drink wine and go for walks and like leave our phones. And it was actually really nice. And so it was like, it's about finding like new ways to, to reconnect with each other. But I'd say like that's a ritual because I feel like walking is like a very therapeutic thing that you can do. Yeah. And how oh my gosh. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. I'm going to fluff yes. my hair for this one. I'm just kidding. Okay. So we met, I was 22 and he was 21 and we worked at um, a restaurant together and I was a bartender and he was a server and we worked together for eight months and I didn't even know that he existed. Okay. I didn't even know that we worked at the same restaurant. And so I was dating somebody else at the time. And I remember saying to one of my friends, I looked at her, I was like, I was like, who is this person? I was like, who is this guy? And she's like, oh, she's like, that, that, like, that's Steve. And I was like, Steve, I was like, when did he start? Like, is he new? And she was like, no, he's been here since September. It was May. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So he had worked there for so long and I didn't even notice. And anyways, the, like, I mean, that's how, that's how we met, but my relationship with like the person that I was with before, like it was, it always wasn't really like, it kind of just was like a whatever, you know what I mean? So that kind of fizzled, fizzled out. And then Steve and I started talking and we started, you know, getting to know each other. Like I wouldn't even let him take me on a date for like the first like two months. He asked me out like 20 times, not 20, like two times, like 10 times. And every time I was like, no, no you know and then he'd like wash my car for me and I'd be like okay bye like so ridiculous and um and then we just like out of like we went for like one date finally I said yes and then we went on one date and literally the rest of our life has been just like a fun really fun journey ever since yeah that's our story why'd you keep saying no to him no I think because in the back of my mind maybe I knew that like that was the person that I was gonna marry do you know what I mean and I was like oh like am I ready like I don't know like am I ready to you know go into another relationship I had just gotten out of one a couple months beforehand and I was like it was summertime and I was like I just want to you know go and do my thing but yeah it something always just pulled me back to him it's crazy yeah it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. So don't give up. Okay. If you're asking somebody out and you think that they could, you have a spark, it's not always a no right away. It's not always a, I shouldn't say that. Like it could actually be a real no, but like if you, if you're feeling like it could be a thing, you will give it a benefit of the doubt because you never know in a nice way. And what's something you think you cleared before getting into the relationship that helped? Mm, that's a really good one. I think something that I would have cleared, I think would have been my, I don't even know how to say this. Like 
like being, I, I was good with being in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like I was ready. Like I didn't feel like I, I don't feel still to this day, like I don't feel like I've ever missed out on anything or, you know, I, I was really, I was ready to, to, to do that. And I think I needed to clear all of the stuff from my past, like my high school years and college years and live that experience and like do that. Cause I've always really been the type of person to like, you know, if I want to do something, I'll do it. You know what I mean? And so I think like when him and I met and we started dating, I said I needed to like clear the fact that like I was good with being in a relationship again. You know what I mean? And like good with saying goodbye to like the phase of my life that, you know, would be single Simona, if you will. Yeah. That's a good question. Hmm. What inspired you to get into coaching? Mm-hmm. I love that. I remember when I was like 14 or 15, I said to my dad, I said, I want to be a life coach when I grow up. And he looked at me and he's so Italian. He looked at me, he goes, life coach. He's like, what life have you lived? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. What life have I lived? Um, and so I kind of put it on the back burner and I, through all of that journey that I experienced, like with going to therapy and starting my podcast and all that kind of stuff, I like by nature of being like in the, the wellness space and like the self-help and like healing like world, I like rediscovered that passion for, for coaching. And, you know, and then I realized like, I've really been coaching people my whole life, like helping friends through different scenarios, like helping people through different things and, you know, helping people make decisions and, you know, helping them like live their, their, their life the way they want to. And then I was like, wait, I was like, this feels more like a purpose and a calling than just like a thing that I would do. You know what I mean? And so then I started doing like a life coaching program and I mean, it's a go at your own pace. Once I'm literally still doing it, it's been two years, but it's, I think coaching is through lived, your own lived experience and being able to help and hold space for other people. Right. And so I've always loved doing that. And I think that's just how I naturally like gravitated back towards, towards it. Yeah. And do you have any blocks around whether or not you can do that because of past stories? A hundred percent. Any entrepreneur that you'll ever meet in your life, if they tell you they have no limiting beliefs, like I just don't believe them because everyone has a limiting belief. Everyone has stories they tell themselves. Every time, every time you start something new, you're going to, you're going to tell yourself that you can't do it. There's always going to be like a little voice that's like, and some people are really good at being like, never mind that voice. Like I can do it. But a lot of the time there's, you know, that little small voice in the back of your mind. That's like, "Mm, no, what happens is that voice is so like, it's, it's like your mind is not used to you doing that new thing. Your mind is like, okay, no, we've never done this, Simona. Like we've never done this before. Like, this is really scary. We don't want to do this. Like this is putting us out of the comfort zone. This is something that's like unknown territory. Like, no, but then it becomes like, okay, yeah, it's scary. And it's terrifying to take that leap and to do it. But what's worse, like doing it and failing or doing it or never doing it at all. And I, I just, really feel like there's so much value in giving yourself the chance and just trying, but the limiting beliefs that hold you back, like every time you launch a new program, you'll have a limiting belief. Will it sell? That's a limiting belief. Will it sell? Of course it'll sell it to you. You sell everything that you want. Do you know what I mean? Anytime you level up in your life or your business, there's a limiting belief that's probably going to come and creep in and say like, no, like I'm not like, I'm not good enough to do this. 
every time you go on social media and you see somebody else's post and you're like, oh my God, their content is so much better than mine. Or a podcast that has, you know, more reviews than yours. Oh my God, like, this, you know, there are opportunities for limiting beliefs to creep in in every single scenario of your life. And even in my own business still, every time I'm about to level up, every time I'm about to reach that next step, I'm hit with a ton of, oh, I don't think I can do this. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right path. I don't know. I don't know. But right before that break is the hardest part because that's the part that's going to test you. That's the part that's asking you and is asking like your soul, like your, your spiritual self, like, is this, is this how you want to continue? Or like, do you want to go back? But then when you start doing the work and you start going on the journey, it's like, you can't go back. You know what I mean? Like you can't go back to the life you lived before because you know all the things that you can accomplish right? Like I couldn't imagine my life now without even doing my podcast. I think I'd be lost on a Saturday morning without knowing that I had to edit my show. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's just, it's kind of like you create all of these different things and then, you know, you can pivot and you can shift and you can grow your life and grow yourself. But at the end of the day, like you'll never revert backwards. And every time a limiting belief comes in, you heal it and you nip it so that if it does one day come back, because it might, if it does one day come back, you know how to shift it faster. You know what I mean? Like, you know how to work through that story again. And you know where that story comes from. You know that that story comes from not being able to sell. Maybe it comes from someone telling you that you were really terrible at sales. You know what I mean? Even though you hit quota for a whole year. Like, there's so many different things. Like, limiting beliefs are a really, really crazy aspect because it's a mix between things that people have told you you are and things that you really believe about yourself. And then there's like the ground in between. That was a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> who do you who do you mainly work with? And what are the main things that you notice coming 100%. up? From? So my clients really vary. And in terms of who like I, I this idea of like ideal client, I feel like is so it's kind of like a convoluted thing because it's not so much like a specific type of person that you're, that, that I want to work with. It's not like, you know, someone who's like a mom who has three kids who lives in suburbia. Like I don't define like the people that I work with like that. Instead, my clients have all very similar things that they want to work through. So I've worked with men. I work a lot with men, actually. I've worked with a lot of women as well and older women as well. So it really is like totally on a, on a crazy scale but the specific problems that they have that they want to shift are they don't feel good enough. They're, they don't feel good enough in their life. They're feeling really stuck. They know that they're meant for more, but they're not really sure how they're going to get there. And in the process, they feel like they've lost control of all of these different things of their life. So they don't know how to, how to, so they try and over control everything, over schedule everything, block their time, block their freedom and really overextend themselves to try and make everything work. And then they sort of, it's like the cycle. And then they sort of end up in this place that they hate. They're unhappy. They have no time. They have no freedom because of that. They have control. Do you know, like, and so it's just like a repetitive cycle, but those are the most common thing, things that I see. And also masking pain with food and with alcohol is a big one as well. So yeah, it's really, really interesting because so many people have like, it's interesting because it's like, you might be listening to this and you might be like, oh yeah, that sounds like a little bit like me. But the biggest thing with life, life coaching that I found is that you have to be honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Like you have to be honest about what it is that's holding you back. Why do you feel like you're stuck? Why do you feel like you're not good enough? What is the root of that thought? What is the root of that feeling? Where does it come from? Right? 
Because once you're able to identify where it comes from, if you don't feel good enough because people have told you your whole life that you're never going to be anything, that's such an, a block that can literally, this is like, could be you if you're watching this in, on the video, <laughs> this is you, this is your block. These are all the things that you could have and be, but you can't because you're constantly just running into that block, you know? And how do you help people start to unmask their feelings and let go mm. of needing to suppress them? I love them? that truthfully it's by allowing them a very like comfortable trusting non-judgmental space for them to come undone so that they can come back home to themselves my work as a coach and coaching my clients isn't me doing anything it's not me making them do anything it's really holding space and helping them navigate their emotions by asking questions, asking the right questions to help them uncover and dig deeper. And I'm not a therapist, so I'm not trying to portray that I am at all. But working, you know, with with all, with my clients, I've learned that everyone will get to where they need to go in their own way. But your biggest job as a coach is to hold that space and allow them the, the comfort and allow them the, the feeling of safety with you. That is so important because life coaching is different than any other type of coaching because you're dealing with people's most like suppressed emotions, right? Like you're dealing with people's most painful thoughts and together we create a plan for how are you going to you know, how do we move forward? What are the things and the different activities that you can start to incorporate into your life to get you from that place of feeling so stuck and so, so small to the place of living that joyful life that you really want to be living every single day. And what advice would you give someone who feels alone? Mm, That's a really, really good question. I would say if you're feeling alone, there can be so many reasons why you're feeling alone. I mean, we are in a global pandemic, so a lot of people could just be physically alone, like you might actually be living on your own. But I think the biggest thing to note to note with that as well is like you could be also living with a group of people and still feel alone. You know what I mean? Like you can just be alone inside your mind um, and in your thoughts. And I think the biggest thing that I would say is if you feel alone, reach out to someone, a stranger, someone, if you're not comfortable with talking to anyone who's in your circle, reach out to them and allow yourself the vulnerability of saying that you feel alone and that you need help. And it can be any kind of help. It can be a conversation. It can be a Zoom call. It can be, you know, a walk to your friend's place and waving at them outside their apartment, whatever. It can be anything. But I think if you're feeling alone, you have so much power within yourself to start to shift that. But a lot of the times that's the hardest thing to start. That's the hardest action to take. And I've been in that situation where I feel like I've been so alone in in my thoughts and nobody would understand. And the moment that I turned to someone and said, I just, I, I, I just don't feel me. Like, I just don't feel okay. That moment shifts everything because yeah, it's vulnerable and it's uncomfortable and it's kind of sucks to sit in that feeling, but you're giving someone else the opportunity to like love and support you. So, you know, I would say, reach out, reach out and, you know, just try, try your best to reach out is so important. What are some of your favorite interviews? Oh, okay. All of them. 
No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm a really, I'm, I haven't always been, but I'm a very spiritual person now. And so any conversations that I have around tarot cards, astrology, hypnotism, energy healing, any of that, I'm like, yes, like, let's have this conversation. I absolutely love love, love, anything to do with spirituality, anything to do with any of that. I I read Oracle cards as well. So I really love working with different energy and that kind of thing and channeling messages that way. But I just think it's so cool to like, because I feel like it's so niche, like not a lot of people understand it. So when you meet someone who understands like what it is that you want to learn more of or how you're feeling and you can't quite put it into words and you're like, oh my God, like, yes, that's the thing. So I think those ones are like some of my favorite podcast interviews that I've done a hundred percent. So fun. And what's something that you learned from the podcast that you weren't expecting to learn? Ooh, that's a really good question. Something that I've learned from my podcast that I wasn't expecting to learn. I would say like two things. So like the first one would be how much work it takes to produce a podcast (laughs) would be one, you know, that firsthand. (laughs) So I would say that for sure. But then I would also say that Everyone that I've interviewed all have such unique stories, but at the core, like if there's one core theme of their story, it's that there was a moment where they didn't feel good enough. And then they took that chance on themselves and their life turned, turned into this most beautiful thing that they could have ever even imagined. But it all comes back to that moment of realization and taking that chance on yourself. That's been like the biggest key theme. I've noticed that in every single podcast interview that I've done, that there's been like this whole journey and people get to this like point and it's like, you can go this way or you can go this way. And when you go one specific way, you've changed your whole life. It's really wild. It's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And have you always been drawn towards happiness? Like, is there something that made you like say like, we need a podcast around this. We need to talk about this more. What was like the draw? I love that. Yeah. I have always been a very like positive person, like just by nature. Like I have always been someone who lives more in, in, in the light, like light energy, if you will. And so I didn't, when I named my podcast, for example, like, I don't know where that name came from still to this day. I can't tell you where that name came from. I have no idea. I think I just woke up one day and I was like, happiness happens. Like, I feel like that's a good, yeah, like happiness happens. But the term happiness has evolved so much for me since I've even began this journey. Back then I would describe happiness as a feeling. Now I describe happiness as like a deep inner peace and an inner knowingness that, yeah, like a deep inner peace is how I would associate happiness. And with that comes joy, comes purpose, comes alignment, comes all these different things. But I think like people will talk about happiness and like, what is happiness? How do you define happiness? Like you can't always be happy. And I agree. You can't always be happy. There are happy moments in everything, but not every single day is going to be this joyful, blissful, like, oh my God, nothing is bothering me because things will bother you every single day. And I think it's like knowing that the happiness will come back and knowing that the day will be okay. Like you will find that joy again. Some people define happiness and joy differently. I use them interchangeably. I feel like happiness and joy to me are like the same thing. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's peace. So yeah, I think that's really, it's a really interesting differentiation, but also kind of similarity, if you will. And what advice would you give someone if they come up to you and they say, Simona, I want to be happier. Ooh, I love that. I think that I would first ask them, like, what is it that's making you feel so unhappy? Because I love to ask questions. And then I would also say, 
you know, in your current way that you're living right now and the way that your life is, what are you doing every day that adds some joy to your life? Like if you're just waking up and being miserable that you have to get out of bed, going to, you know, brush your teeth in the same way, get in your car the same way, drive to work the same way, do the job the same day, come back home, do the same thing. And that's like, you're not, you don't enjoy that. I would say, where do you find the joy? Where can you like inject the joy in your day? But also where can you find more gratitude for your, for your life? Because everything sort of starts and ends with gratitude. Gratitude is such an important aspect to pretty much everything in our life. If you wake up and you're like, Oh my God, I gotta do this again. You know what I mean? I gotta get out of bed. It's like, okay. And I do this myself. Like, I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. The alarm has gone off at six o'clock in the morning. Like I gotta wake up. Okay. But then I stop. I don't let myself get out of bed until I feel grateful for waking up, grateful for something. So I'll just say like, okay, I'm really grateful that I woke up today. Like, even if I like sound annoyed, like while doing it, like I'm still like, no, but I'm still grateful. You know what I mean? And I would say that. And like, even just something as simple as like, I'm so grateful for my bed. Like, thank you, bed. Thank you. You know? And you just find little things to be grateful for. And it starts to shift your mindset. It starts to shift the way that you look at things. It starts to shift the way that you experience, um, your own reality. And in turn, you actually find that your days are more joyful, more joyful because how you start your day is how the rest of your day will go. So if you start it with a shitty mindset and like being unhappy that you're awake, you're going to be unhappy throughout the rest of your day. And what is something that you're calling in right now? Something that I'm calling in right now is, Oh, that's a really, really good one. I would say financial freedom. So I've recently made the decision to go into my business full time, which is such a scary thought because I've always been someone who's had a job, worked my career, marketing, PR communications for years. So what I'm really calling in is like that support from my own self and the financial support as well. Yeah, that's a good question. I love that. Did you have a moment recently where you're like, yeah. I'm ready and going yeah. all in in this? I did. I did. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I made the decision, it was like, you know what I mean? Like it was like, as if a friend of mine described it as like, when you put like a pin in like a wheel and the wheel like deflates, like it feels like the weight of the world has lifted from my shoulders, not because I don't love what I do but because I feel like I deserve a fair shot to see how my business can grow. If I give it as much time and love as I give to everything else in my life. I'm so grateful for every job that I've had. And I think this is the thing that not a lot of people remember, or a lot of people seem to forget. It's like, you're so lucky to have a job. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not used specifically like everybody who's listening. I mean, yes, you too, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people are so lucky to have a job. You're lucky, you know, to, to be able to go somewhere every day. People are lucky to have, especially if you're building a business on the side, like I've been building my business for a couple of years with a, with a job. That job has allowed me to pay for different things that I never would have been able to when I was first getting started. Um, you know, has given me the means to do so many different things that I never would have imagined. So always finding gratitude for the job that you're in even if that's not where you want to end up, because eventually you're going to flip it and eventually you're going to get to where you want to go. But how can you find gratitude in the now? How do you find gratitude in this moment for that job that is allowing you, you know, to, to build your business on the side? You know what I mean? To have um, a podcast and keep it running. You know what I mean? Like how, how are you finding gratitude for those little moments? 
I think is so huge. I mean, I am so grateful for every single job that I've had, every single experience that I've had, every single person that I've worked with, every single colleague that's become a friend, every single colleague that's taught me like a really tough lesson. Because in those moments, that's when you grow in every single moment. And it's like life is really, truly a series of all of the different things, all of your different choices summed into one. And so when you look at it through that perspective, when you look at it through the perspective, like you get to do all these things, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything. You don't, you don't have to do anything. If you think about it, you don't have to do one single thing. You get to do so many things. You know what I mean? Like you get to, we get to be here. We get to do this. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's a powerful shift when you make that shift in your, in your mindset. Yeah. I think a lot of the times people will think like, Oh, you're leaving a job. Like something bad must've happened. Nothing bad happened. You know what I mean? It's just, you grow, you grow, you grow into a different way and you, you grow differently and you become more you in the process of every decision that you make. I don't know. And what is something that you're learning right now? I'm learning right now how to find more balance in my days every day. They're really long days. And how do I balance all of the different areas to really align and make sure that I'm not just doing busy work, but that I'm just, you know, doing work with intention and doing things with intention. So I would say that that's one thing that I'm like, yeah, trying to like do more of is to be very intentional with like how I spend my time and like, where is it allocated? Because right now time is such a precious resource for me between having a job and my business and my podcast. I mean, I have a coaching business, but I also have a podcast editing business. I have a merch line. So like, there's a lot, there's a lot of different things going on. Right. And so where do you like allocate your time and learning that has been super, super like crucial, especially over the last like two months, I would say. Mm-hmm. And what's something that most people don't know about you? Ooh, I would say, okay, this is like kind of like a fun fact. So I used to be a dancer when I was younger and I danced competitive, competitively in the States and in Canada. And I used to be like an acrobatic. So like I used to be able to like do like flips and, you know, all those like bendy things and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I can barely do any of it anymore, but I should probably get back to try and figure out how to do that. But yeah, I used to dance competitively and be an acrobat, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what advice would you give her? I would say you are going to be fine. Everything is going to be okay. Everything literally works out for you because you always do everything with intention. I would also say like, take care of your friends, be present for your friends and be very like grateful for your family because you never know what's going to happen family is a huge, like I, I value family and family is, is my number one value. But I would just say like, listen to your grandparents. Like it sounds so stupid when you say it out loud, but it's like, then actual quality time. You know what I mean? Don't just do things because you think you need to do them. Be intentional with how you spend your time. Be intentional with the people that you're with. Give people your attention when you're together. But I would say also like, I used to worry about money a lot when I was younger. And I think that 20 year old me would probably want to know that like spend the money, like just buy the couch. Like you're going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like buy the dinner, enjoy the dinner and don't feel bad about buying the dinner. Do it. You're not going to remember what you spent in, in 10 years. You won't remember, but what you will remember is the moment that you went out and you did that thing, but also be responsible because you will have a future, be responsible, but have fun. And it doesn't, 
get boring when you get older is another thing. I used to think all the time, like, oh my God, I'm going to be such an old woman. And I'm just like, whatever. No, it's not boring when you get older. It actually gets more and more fun because then you buy your own house and you have your own parties and you get to wake up hungover in your own bed. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just fun. It's different, but yeah, live your life, live your life, be smart, save your money, spend your money, enjoy it. Enjoy it because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. It's crazy. Thank you so much for doing this. Gosh, thank you so much for having me. This was so great. (laughs) I loved, love, love chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Anytime. (laughs) Where can people connect with you online? So I'm, uh, Instagram is where I am the most. Simona.Nicole. And my website, SimonaNicole.com. And my podcast, Happiness Happens Podcast, on pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts. And um, I also have an Instagram for my podcast. It's called Happiness Happens Podcast. All one word on Instagram. You can find it there. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.